This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey everyone, welcome to Round Ball Stew. I am Matt Straup. It is Monday, October 4th, just over two weeks to go until the start of the regular season. And today we're going to be looking at some recent news that impacts our fantasy draft plans or might impact them i should say right now i'm joined by steve alexander steve what's going on man how are you i'm good man how are you uh, i'm i'm very well thank you it's uh it's it's the start of a thing here like basketball season is is here we've got a big day we've got a big day we've got the the live fantasy basketball draft show coming up this evening the sports edge the live, the live draft show that is not live. Uh, tape, live to tape, live to um, tape, live to tape. It's still, it's still a big day. And uh, man, I found out last night from Ryan Knaus that I, in fact, have the number one pick in that draft. I've seen this, and you know what? My, where my mind immediately went when that happened? Uh, I would hope Nik- Nikola Jokic. I have visions of number seventy-seven for the Dallas Mavericks. You're really gonna you're gonna leave yeah. the guy there on yeah. the board and let someone else get him. Are you really? Is that the dilemma you're facing right now? I mean, we're gonna have to wait and see what I do at that particular moment. But you know, the numbers and and the book say take Jokic and don't look back. But I'm kind of a, I'm kind of tied to to Luca. I'm kind of a Luca psycho. So I mean, I. Yeah, I don't know. It's quite a dilemma. I may have to. I don't know. I may have to. I, I I've got to think about this all day, Matt. I I'm gonna tell you. I have my strong opinions about what you're gonna do, and I'm just gonna leave it at that. I'm gonna let you stew with it all day long. I'm gonna let you. Gonna you let gonna let me round ball stew with it all day long? Yes. So along those lines, a very quick programming note. You're we're recording this on Monday. Uh, the draft show that we mentioned will be available in video form this week. It will also be available in podcast form on Wednesday. That is going to be our first Wednesday episode of the season. We're going to a Monday, Wednesday, Friday schedule beginning now. And as I said, that draft show, you'll be able to hear that audio version on Wednesday. And video, uh, I think, beginning to middle of this week as well. Yes. So exciting stuff. We're looking forward to that. We got a, we got a, a fun evening ahead. Uh, in the meantime, Steve... We actually had a preseason game on Sunday. It was the Nets and the Lakers, but the high score was Cam Thomas for Brooklyn in a game where most of the big names didn't play. So with your permission, I would like to breeze past that preseason game and move on to some recent news items that caught our eye. Well, I will let you do that, but I do need to mention that Dwight Howard managed to not only foul out, but be ejected uh, with six fouls a flagrant and a technical in his 13 minutes of action. It was... wow. As they say, not a great day for Big Dwight. That's a tour de force. I mean, that is really getting your money's worth in a 13-minute stint right there. Preseason, 13 minutes, yeah. Incredible. Okay, 
we got some quick i think we're gonna just go through these news items quick hits here just our reactions our thoughts how it might impact our upcoming fantasy drafts so number one according to anthony slater of the athletic steve kerr said that andrew wiggins has been vaccinated for COVID 19 and uh, if you've missed it obviously this is something where there was a concern that an unvaccinated wiggins would not have been eligible to play in home games this season so that potential risk is off the table now when it comes to Wiggins' fantasy outlook. And with that said, I actually kind of like him in fantasy this year, Steve. I wanted to get your opinion, but looking at the stat line from last year, 18.6 points, 4.9 boards, 2.4 dimes, nearly a steal and a block per game, a couple of threes, good field goal percentage. The only weakness in this stat line really is the free throw shooting, which was 71.4%, but he only had 3.4 attempts per game last year, Steve. I I find that Wiggins, who has an ADP of 95.5 on Yahoo, is, a, is an intriguing guy in fantasy drafts now. You remember when I called uh, Mason Plumley squeaky, squeaky, squeaky dimes? Squeaky dimes. Uh, uh, Andy, Andy Wiggins. <laughs> uh, Andrew Wiggins. I like to call him Andy just for fun, but he, he's kind of like sneaky blocks. Uh, I remember last year... I felt like he was blocking a lot more shots than I thought he was ever capable of doing. Mm-hmm. And his overall numbers last year were pretty pretty good. And I feel like he was an underrated fantasy player. I I think he's, you know, seventh round, eighth round, mm-hmm. you get there, and Andy Wiggins is sitting there. You, you, I don't have a problem with taking him. Are we calling him Squeaky Blocks then, Steve? Squeaky Blocks. Okay, okay. I'm into it. Item number two, new Pacers head coach Rick Carlisle said he wants DeMontis Sabonis to take and make more threes this season. Steve, so often, you know, coaches in professional sports seem to not care about our fantasy teams, but it appears that Rick Carlisle does because he is taking his best guy and saying, let's improve this fantasy stat line. So just to review, Sabonis averaged around 20 points, 12 rebounds, nearly seven assists. Speaking of squeaky dimes, Steve, almost seven assists per game. For DeMontis Sabonis, 1.2 steals, 0.5 blocks, 0.83s. He finished the season on a crazy heater, and his ATP is 21.8. So he was already like a top 25 fantasy guy last year. His ADP hasn't risen that far above that on Yahoo. So I don't know, Steve. I think that Sabonis is just shaping up as a tremendous, tremendous second-round fantasy pick. Are you going to say anything to dispel me of this? No, and I totally agree. Um I will say that Rick Carlisle seems like the kind of guy who would love the spite of fantasy managers. Like, he's like, I don't care about you or your fantasy game. Uh, I'm out here trying to win basketball games. Y'all can whatever. Yeah. He just he just seems like a like that kind of kind of guy. Um, but yeah, if Sabonis wants to make some three pointers and maybe block a couple more shots. He he's so good. He he's so he's so fun to um to watch play basketball. I'm worried I'm not going to get him in enough leagues to be honest with you. But I'll also say when you say that about Rick Carlisle, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you speak with some authority, right? You you once had many years ago a very strange shoe interaction with Rick Carlisle, didn't you? It, it's true. It's true. I I uh I, I was trying to get Larry Bird's game worn shoes, but I ended up talking to Rick Carlisle and he was like yeah, I'll give them to you if you give me fifty dollars. I was like, no, I'm I'm like twelve years old. I I don't have fifty dollars, and uh, he's like, no, no, man, I'll get I'll give them to you. 
and then so then he gave him to me after the game, and I turned around to walk away, and he made me, he yelled at me and told me to come back, and he had his own sharpie, and he demanded to sign both of the black Converse on the inside where it was white, so that um, he didn't want me to turn around and pawn them off as Larry Bird shoes. That is that is tremendous. I got scolded by Rick yes, Carlisle. Yes, when I was 12 years old. I think it shaped you as a person. Like, I, I feel like that says so much about you, I think. I mean, it's probably where, why I'm where I am today. Like, the, the life lesson that Rick Carlisle taught me really uh, has made an impact. According to Adrian Wojnarowski, keeping it with the Pacers, Karis LeVert has a stress fracture in his back. That, on paper, does not sound good, Steve. I'm going to say it. Although Woj says... Quote, it could only be a minor setback, and he could return sometime around the start of this season. So, I don't know. This gives me some pause, Steve. You're shaking your head. This gives me some pause when it comes to drafting Levert. I'm not saying that I won't do it, but I am saying, Steve, this all makes me more inclined to draft. Say it with me. Chris Duarte. Duarte. Okay, you're a little late, but good. Good, we got there. I don't know. I mean, any reaction to this Levert news overall for you, other than, I mean, I— I, I, as if I need another reason to draft Duarte at the end of drafts. Uh, I don't know. Does this scare you off from Levert entirely? It makes me nervous. Yeah. I mean, is any back, uh, <laughs> I mean, he's got a, a micro, like, I don't even know, man. How, how is any back fracture a minor injury? I don't understand that. Uh, I would agree with that. I, I, I do feel like this is not going to be helpful, but. I do remember anecdotally a story of I can't remember if there was a football player or a basketball player who had a stress stress fracture in their back and played through it. But I don't remember what year that was or what player it was. It was within the last few that years. That was absolutely not helpful at all. You were you were correct. It was not helpful. Um <laughs> yes, as advertised. <laughs> um you know, I was pretty high on Karis Levert. I I got him in both drafts, I think that I've already already done. And I, he was a favorite like fourth round target for me, but I think this this back injury is really reminding me of how fragile Karis LeVert is. He's never made it through really a whole season. Um, we keep waiting for him to explode. I've kind of felt like this was this was going to be the year, but now I'm just worried that he's always going to be hurt. So I'm prob I probably have enough shares of Karis LeVert to last me the whole season at this point. I think I will bump him down to I don't know if if he's some if this causes him to fall to like the seventh round I think I'm going to start to get intrigued and I'll probably take him, you know. I think somebody on Twitter said that they got him with like pick ninety four, hey, I, uh, in their yeah. draft and at that point yeah I mean all day but I was taking him like forty five or fifty or whatever and like that's right that's a big difference. DeAndre Hunter of the Hawks went through a full practice without any restrictions on Thursday. His Yahoo ADP as of right now sits at 124.1, Steve. And, you know, yes, it's a little scary with, I think, two meniscus surgeries last year. But if Hunter is close to healthy at the start of the season, even if we bake in some rest days, I mean, that far outside of pick 100, I think DeAndre Hunter is going too late in fantasy drafts. I took him in the seventh round of the last draft I did, uh, right around yeah. K- 
Kemba Walker, Buddy Heald, Kelly Olenek, Marcus Smart, P.J. Washington, guys like that. In fact, Wendell Carter Jr. Uh, went in the seventh round of that, that draft. So, yeah, no. you know, with guys, with those names on the board, I'm good with with taking DeAndre Hunter, um, you know, around seven, eight, nine, somewhere in there. And I, I, the Hawks are a little too deep for their own good as far as fantasy goes, but... I am a I am a huge fan of DeAndre Hunter. The Hawks are deep, but I still think that the you know, the order of who who produces, I mean the starting five is pretty locked and loaded if everyone's healthy, and I think those are the guys you want to draft in fantasy. I, I don't think there's a lot of mystery. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're probably not gonna mess with Kevin Herter though, right? I am personally not unless it's a much deeper league, and I say sadly I say the same for Cam Reddish as well. Ooh, then this this is a marked marked changed change from last year because you were all about it's you were all about the cam. I still am. I still am. I just think that the role has me concerned. I think in a deeper league, I still think minutes in the twenties can happen, and I think he's got enough steals upside to make it worth it in a deeper league. But in a you know your regular league, I can't quite see myself getting there with drafting. I'll be watching him on the waiver wire, and and uh, yeah watching those box scores closely. Matt, while we're talking about Atlanta, how have we not mentioned the Braves uh, playoff? Playoffs start Friday. They do. Maybe. I'm ready. They do. Ready to go. Some baseball. We're going to have some hoops. Yep. Uh, a lot yep. going on. It is. It is a, it's a very, it's a very hectic time of year, Steve. It's hard to budget. Hard to budget all of my time. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. I liked how you said I'm, it's really hard to budget. It's hard to budget. <laughs> budget my time. Um, <laughs> okay, trying to compose myself. Uh, a reminder that when DeAndre Hunter was healthy at the start of last season, I just want to say, so that I'm not just making a random claim about why I think he's going too low in drafts, he was a top 40 player in nine category leagues before injuries set in, averaging almost 18 points per game with great percentages before he got hurt. So that's the case for taking him before his ADP. Steve, we have some lineup-related news to hit as well. This, according to Rockets TV host and reporter Kaylee Griffin, Kevin Porter Jr. said that he's the starting point guard for Houston this season. I assume that he's saying that based on something his coach has told him, not just something that he's decided. And he has also <laughs> said that his goal is to average 10 assists, a, 10 assists a game this year. 
Um, I'm not going to call that goal realistic, but I will say about Kevin Porter Jr., this is one of the most intriguing, exciting, and potentially terrifying picks you can make in a fantasy draft because this is just a wild cauldron of percentages, turnovers, and upside. You're looking at, in his games for Houston last year, 16.6 points, 3.8 rebounds, 6.3 dimes, 0.7 steals. Not great. 1.9 threes, okay? But... That comes with 42.5% from the field, 73.4% from the line, and 3.5 turnovers. I mean, this guy showed his upside on multiple occasions. He had a 50-point, 10-assist game late in the year. Steve, where do you land on KPJ, who actually has an ADP of 89.4 on Yahoo? Uh, you know what? He's so intriguing. And so there's there's a lot to love about KPJ. And like you said, there's a lot to be terrified about as well. Like... He is truly the, like, he's just an unknown factor. And he could be, he could run fantasy teams. Like, I don't know. I I, I love him. Uh, let's see. I took uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker in round six of my latest draft. And Kevin Porter Jr. went two picks after that. So, That's round six. I think that's sort of what you're looking at. And, you know, two of the most exciting up-and-coming kids in the league are Kevin Porter and Nikhil Alexander-Walker. So, yeah, flip a coin between those two and get them both if you can. But (laughs) it's it's a boom or bust pick, man. It is, but... Yeah, and I think the tiebreaker for me ultimately is is so hard. You know, we I think the two categories we stress about the most coming up short on our assistant blocks. I don't know if you agree with that, but that's certainly going into every draft. I think those are the two consensus hardest categories to find. So, you know, Kevin Porter Jr., a guy who is dreaming of 10 assists per game, not to say he'll hit that goal, but I mean, I think seven or eight is easily within reach for him. So a guy who, who goes that late in your draft with that kind of upside, yeah, it's pretty hard to say no. Totally agree. And you know what? I, I would not be surprised if he averages 10 assists. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Wow. That is that is, that is spicy. 10 assists is a lot, Steve. I You know, I mean, it doesn't, it's pretty hard to get there. If Westbrook can average a triple-double every year, which I didn't think we'd ever see in our lifetimes, um, Kevin Porter Jr. can get 10 assists. I don't know if those dots connect, but okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, they do. And... And if we need to put a jersey on the line, um, we we can talk about that later. Uh, I think we should let's let's take thirty seconds to talk about it right now. You say Kevin Porter Jr. is getting ten assists here. I say he's not. Kevin Porter Jr. jersey on the line. Can I get Can I get nine point five? Wow, look at this. He's already trying to shift the line on me. Nine point five. I'll give you nine point five. Nine point five is a push. And then also, while we're at it, we might as well get the Luca thing out of the way, right? The free throws. Where where are we going this year? What what did he shoot last year, Matt? Seventy four something. Make me look this up. This is going to be good audio. Um, let's pause the Luca one. We got We got to do our research on that one. Okay. All right. Okay. We'll, we'll get it before the season's in. Kevin Porter Jr. Nine and a half assists. Nine point six is a win for you. Nine point four is a win for me. Nine point five is a push, and it carries over. It'll be two jerseys the next year. It's nine point five. <laughs> no carryovers. <laughs> okay. So nine point. You're saying no carryovers. So nine point five. Just a push. You know what? I'm an, I'm feeling generous. Nine point no nine point five is a win for you. Okay. I'm feeling generous. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, quickly, another Rockets note. This is from Salman Ali, who covers the Rockets for Clutch Points. Apparently, Christian Wood told him 
that Daniel Tice is going to start at center for Houston. I love this notion that the Rockets are just deciding. It's probably not true, but just the notion that the Rockets players are kind of deciding the starting lineup. <laughs> Christian Wood revealing the, the starting lineup for Houston. Now, with that aside, that silliness aside, the notion of Tice starting at center is a little bit intriguing because he was a solid per 36-minute guy last season. We're talking about 14 points, 8 rebounds, 2.5 assists almost a steal, 1.3 blocks, 1.13s. Like Tice has a fantasy-friendly game and would have some intrigue as a late-round option, Steve, if not for Alperin Shangun, who I think could be an obstacle. And the very same Christian Wood, who revealed that Daniel Tice will be starting, also recently compared Shangun to a smaller Nikola Jokic. So that is some, <laughs> some high praise. I don't know why that makes us laugh. Why does that make you laugh so much? Because Christian Wood calling the shots in Houston is the most Houston thing ever. Like, Kevin Porter Jr. Announcing our new starting lineup will be Kevin Porter Jr. and Christian Wood here with the news. That's great. Anyways, I don't know how to really sort this out. I think Shangun and Tice are potentially both late-round flyers on your radar, but always, if in doubt, swing for the upside guy beyond the sort of boring veteran in those cases. So... Shangun. Yeah, I, I, I love Christian Wood. Uh, apparently, he's the starting power forward. Is that is that what we're, is that what he's telling us? That's what that's what he's hearing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, that's what he hears on the street. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, if you get to the last pick of your draft and you need a center, I could see Daniel Tice being being worth a pickup. I'm. Schengen too, um, but yeah, I don't know. I I'm, I don't feel like Daniel Dice is going to blow our socks off this year. That's fair. I think that's a fair assessment. <laughs> um, meanwhile, the guy who was blowing our socks off for Houston down the stretch last season in the front court, Kelly Olynyk, is now in Detroit. As we know, Dwayne Casey who in fact does coach the team and makes these decisions, reportedly came out and said that Kelly Olenek will be a, quote, high usage guy this season. That's pretty interesting. Um, Olenek with an ADP of 111.3 on Yahoo, shaping up to be a fantastic late-round target, which I guess in a lot of ways we already knew. Raphael Johnson had him, I think, in his guys to reach for in your draft column and the draft guide, I believe. We've been talking up Olenek for a while. Just a, a combo of floor and ceiling that makes him an appealing guy anywhere outside the top 100, Steve. Yeah, I mean, you know I'm a Kelly Kelly Olenek kind of guy. Uh, this, he went a couple picks after I took uh, DeAndre Hunter in the seventh round of that draft. Um, you know, I was all about Olenek last year. I had him on almost every team. I picked him up off waivers where I didn't uh, draft him. And he was super fun. Um, to have on the roster, and I don't know what's going to happen in Detroit with him, but, you know, Jeremy Grant is there. But if Dwayne Casey says he's going to be a high-usage guy, uh, that's good enough for me. I'm in. Probably not going to be a high-usage guy is the next guy that we're going to talk about. This is in Denver with Jamal Murray's return. Very, very unclear after tearing his ACL back in April. Monte Morris is slated to be the starting point guard, Steve, according to the Denver Post. I'm sorry, not not Facundo Campazzo, Monte Morris, Steve. I'm going to give you a moment to digest that news, to take it in. I know you're going to need a second. Campazzo's your guy. But Monte Morris' numbers in 13 starts last season, 10.5 points, 3.8 dimes, 
you know, around a steal and a three. Nothing thrilling, but I guess you could maybe do worse with a late round pick, or are you just gonna say forget it? I'm taking Composito anyways. No, I, I I think Morris is the way to go there. Um, I'm just not expecting a lot. I, I think he I think he and Composito are going to combine to put up you know point guard numbers, but mm-hmm. uh, I I'm not not totally psyched about Monty Morris uh, putting up big numbers by himself. I think you. Remember all those weird fantasy leagues we were brainstorming with Brian Rosenworcel from Guster? What if what if it was like a platoon league where like you have five starting lineup spots and you have two guys who combine for your point guard, two guys from the same team? They had they had to be on the same team probably. I don't know. We'll, we'll workshop it. It's for it's a conversation for another time. I then I would I would be all about Composo and Morris. Yeah. Like, yeah. Great, great late round point guard combo in a platoon league. <laughs> in a platoon league, do you think? Do you think anyone has ever done a platoon league? I don't know that they have. It sounds kind of fun, doesn't it? Like we could be pioneers. It sounds kind of fun, doesn't it? Like give me the. We got to get Rosenworcel on the horn and figure this out. Give me Daniel Tyson, Alfred, and Shangun as my center in a platoon league. You know. Give me Kevin Porter Jr. and who's who's his backup in Houston? I don't even know. Yeah, well, let's move to that. Give me give me that mystery man and KPJ all day. Let's move to L.A. where Ty Lue is planning to start. Eric Bledsoe, he has announced, not preseason favorite, not uh, round ball stew favorite, not NBC Sports Edge intri- man of intrigue, Terrence Mann. And I'm not sure about you, Steve, but. For me, this is still a situation where I think you draft man and you just ignore Bledsoe, who on a per-game basis was outside the top 200 in nine-category leagues last year, despite playing 30 minutes a game. Just Bledsoe's fantasy game has absolutely fallen off the face of the earth, as far as I'm concerned. And I'll t- still take a flyer on man. I feel like his real game has his real game yeah. has fallen off the face of the earth too. Like, I mean, he there, there's a reason. You know, Nikhil Alexander Walker is supposed to go off this year, and it's because Bledsoe's out of the way. Yeah, I mean, he's all he's impeding progress, is what he's doing. But do you feel okay about Man still? All things considered, all things considered, yeah. I Man is a guy that you you take at the end of your draft and you keep him around for three weeks, and if he is pleasantly surprising you, then you keep him on your roster and if he's not then we move on and try to find somebody else all right i have one more item here this comes via Stephen lung from sportsnet nick nurse saying that scotty barnes will have a quote huge role right away the full quote from nurse is his role is going to be huge i'm sitting here on day one looking to give him as many minutes and reps as he can handle now scotty barnes is a guy who did not put up exciting numbers in college, but has a pretty intriguing skill set. Steve, a big guy who in theory could be a real defensive menace, I think, shows some potential as a passer, just like an all-around floor game kind of guy. Is he on your radar at all towards the end of drafts or, or not so much yet? Uh, not so much yet. Uh, I, Nick Nurse. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> Forgot. He's going to need to, he's going to need to back that up. Wow. Let's see where we are a couple weeks into the season because if he can't find minutes for Chris Boucher, I don't know how he's going to find minutes for Scotty Scotty Barnes. But Scotty don't 
Scotty. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. What was that? What was that quote you just launched in? What was that quote you just launched into? Scotty don't. I believe that is uh, Doctor Evil, right? Oh, Little Austin Powers. Scotty don't. Oh, oh, oh. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Scotty. Um, I I have seen those movies, but I I blacked out for a second. Um, yeah. As for Scotty Barnes, I'll just say let's watch the preseason box scores. How's that? Sound like a fair deal? Yeah. I I take a fly I take a flyer at the end at the end of a draft, especially in a deeper league. You can't think of, you can't think of what to do. Keep that in mind. It's just I think it's all about having a a list of names, guys you're willing to take a swing on late in the draft, and I put him in that bucket as well. Yeah, I think Scotty Barnes, Kem Birch, Kelly Oubre, like all of those guys, like you get down to the end of your draft and you're like, I got to do something. Uh, I don't think Scotty Barnes is is necessarily a bad bad way to go. All right. Well, that is going to do it for us. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever you listen. Take a second to rate and review us as well. As I mentioned, we're back on Wednesday and Friday this week as we move to three podcasts per week for now. That Wednesday episode, as I said, will be the audio version of our live draft, and the video of that is coming out this week too, so look out for it. Thanks to all of you for listening. Steve, thank you, sir. We'll talk to you soon. You should say something. Goodbye. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.